than all the guys that are online now. <laughs> all right, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Always a blessing to have you online. Uh, tune in for this beautiful service. We always look forward to seeing you. And I know that you always look forward to seeing us as well and you know, just to enjoy the word of God together. All right, so today we are... Just a quick recap from, from where we ended off last, last week. We're just going to do a quick recap. Um, the lesson, it was lesson eight, and it was the call to rest. And what we touched on mainly was um, the aspect that it was on the seventh, it was on the seventh day that the king, the seventh day of the feast, and the king sent out a word to, to Vashti, who was the queen. And uh, he said, cease from your work so that you come to my, to my feast and come to my rest. And um, unfortunately, uh, Vashti was not prepared to, to enter into the rest. So we ended on uh, Hebrews chapter number 10 verse 11 to verse 14 and um, there we looked at the two priesthoods that that we find in scripture the earthly priest that is Aaron's house uh, representing the old covenant and on the other side we have the heavenly priest um, and that is Jesus Christ representing the new the new covenant and what we saw is that the old covenant was inferior um, and the new superior, the old, the ministers would minister daily, right? But ours, who is the high priest uh, for the new covenant, did so only once. And they offered repeatedly, you know, uh, but ours offered once forever, for all time, right? Uh, they sacrificed animals, you know, the things that were imperfect, they were imperfect, they sacrificed animals, and on the other hand, you see Jesus Christ sacrificing himself. He did not bring another sacrifice himself, he was the sacrifice and the perfect sacrifice. And there were many offerings, you know, if you go through the word, you will see there were band offerings, there were sin offerings, you know, different types of, you know, offerings for different scenes and different occasions and different uh, feasts. Uh, but you, on the other hand, there is one offering, which means all the offerings that you see in the Old Testament, they were taken up as one offering by Christ, and he became that offering, the band offering, the sin offering, um, and the different other offerings that you find there. Um, and number six, never took away the sins. So under the priestly, um, the priestly what house or ministry of of Aaron, the offerings that were offered there never took away sins, but the one of Jesus took away all sins. Okay, did not cover. In the Old Testament, there was a covering. In the New Testament, there was a taking away of sins. And also, the, ministered, the ministers never sat down. You know, they always were standing. 
but you see in the New Testament, Jesus sat down, right, resting because he had finished. And the good part ate. I love ate very much because it never, the old, in the Old Testament, those sacrifices that were offered never perfected, right? It, they never perfected the people. But in the New Testament now, because we have a perfect high priest and he gave a perfect offering and it was once for all time and because of that, he perfected us forever. Did you hear that? He perfected us forever. So for, we are forever perfect because of the finished work of the cross. Praise the Lord. So today we are on lesson number nine, the call to reveal. The call to reveal. Still the very same scriptures, Esther chapter number one, from verse 10 to verse 12. Esther chapter number one, verse 10 to verse 12. It says, on the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuan, Vista, um, Abona, Bita, Abata, Zeta, Kakas, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus the king, to bring Vashti the queen before the king with the royal crown to show the people and the princes her beauty, for she was fair to look on. Verse 12, but Queen Vashti refused to come to the king's, to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore, was the king very wroth and his anger burned in him. The reading of the word is blessed. All right, so the call to reveal. So on the seventh day, the Sabbath, all right, the day of rest, you know, the Bible says, and God rested on the seventh day. And we established that the reason why he rested is because he had finished, not that he was tired. He rested because he finished, not because he was tired. And after he rested, then the Bible says, What's happening here? The, yes, it's coming. Okay. My laptop had logged me out and my notes are in my laptop. But the devil is a liar because everything that I share with you here, they are fully in my heart. I can I can teach the whole sermon from my heart without you know notes. Alright, so the, the reason why the king was calling Vashiti was for her, number one, to rest. Number two, for her to reveal. To reveal her beauty, to reveal her royal crown because she was beautiful to look at. All right? This was the main reason. Number one, to rest. Number two, to reveal. Okay? 
So the call in the book of Matthew chapter number 11, it says, Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the first rest is given. The other one is found. The first one, it is given, but you then have to find it. Okay? I will give you rest. So according to God, rest has been given. And if you continue to read that Matthew chapter number 11, it says, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy. And then you will find rest for your soul. Okay? Maybe we'll get in-depth when we are doing the series on, on, on rest. It is given, rest is given, but how come in, in a place where it is given, a lot of people are not resting? They have not found it, yet it has been given. You see, salvation has been given, but very few people have received what has been given. So the offer is there, the gift has been given, but the question is, will you receive what God has given? The offer was given to Vashti, come and enter into my rest. And Vashti did not find and experience the rest because she rejected the offer. Okay? She rejected the offer. So the problem is never with God. Whatever is not right in your life, the issue is not with God. That's why you are not waiting on God. Did I say that right? Let me repeat that. Anything that is not in place or any, any aspect of your life where you are experiencing restlessness, the problem is not God. The problem is you. Yes, I said it. Because God has already given rest. You know, Pastor Sue said something very profound. The beds of the air, right, when they are building their nests, God does not come and build the nests for the beds of the air. But God has made provision for everything that is needed for the bed to build a nest. If the bed begins to complain that there is no nest built for me by the Lord, Right? We know that it is not God who is at fault because God has made all things available. But you need to find according to the nest that you want and build it. Okay? Now, Romans chapter number 8, what does the book say? He has given us, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him freely give us how many things? All things. So all things, they have been given to us. But not all of us are walking in the all things that have been given to us. Church, before we experience prosperity, manifesting with a lot of abundance, we need to experience that prosperity in our spirits, prosperity in our minds, prosperity in our thought life, and begin to rest in the prosperity, not the prosperity we are experiencing, but the prosperity that we have seen through the eyes of revelation. Amen. I wish you above all things, said John, 
Verse 2. That you prosper. Number one, prosper. I wish you that you prosper. And that you be in perfect health, even as your soul prospers. So the first prosperity is the prosperity of your spirit. The second prosperity is the prosperity of your soul before you begin to experience the prosperity of your flesh and the prosperity in the physical. I think the order, God prospered you in your spirit and he sealed your prosperity so you cannot be cursed. And then he says, now renew your mind to the prosperity that is in your spirit so that your mind begins to see as your spirit sees. When your mind is addressed the way your spirit is addressed, then you will experience the prosperity in the physical. So rest is not, you know, a lot of people go and say, I'm going out for, you know, just to go and rest. But you realize that rest is not in a place. Rest is not found at the beachfront. Rest is not found somewhere where you are all by yourself, you know, at Kruger there, you are looking at trees. You can come back from Kruger more exhausted. Why? Because if you are to experience real rest, it's not waking up and sitting and doing nothing. Real rest is experienced in your mind, a, a perfect state of mind. You keep him in perfect peace. Because rest is connected to peace. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed and steadfast on you. Money will not give you rest. If this book has failed to give you rest, money will not give you rest. Promotion will not give you rest. Ask them who have it. They will tell you, please, there is no rest here. <coughs> okay. You know, uh, you know, at some point you would always see missionaries go and, you know, they are sent out, they go there and, you know, this one is coming from the United States of America and this one is coming from Europe. And, you know, if you're pastoring somewhere, you know, at the back of beyond, you feel like, you know, I also need to go to America, you know, and, and, and you know, people will say, ah, that guy is pastoring in New York. <laughs> it always sounds good. Uh, and if they come and tell you, those coming from there, you know, the missionaries, and they come and tell you, you know what, there's nothing there. You don't believe them. You say, no, you can't tell me there's nothing. You are there. You are glowing. Your skin is showing. Look at the suit that you're putting on and you tell me that, you know what, you are better off here. Up until I traveled, and I realized that, you know what, you know, I remember one, one, one leader, church leader, wanted me to compromise my message and says, you know what, I'll put in a good word for you because they want you to, you know, to pastor here in New York. So if you do A, B, C, D, then I, tell them, I told them, you know what, I don't want to stay in New York. I don't want to pastor in New York. I'm more than happy in Africa. So I will not compromise the truth of the word of God in order for me to stay in America. You know, but if you had told me that before I went to America... I was going to tell you, you know, America is better. Are, are you seeing this? If I tell you this without money in the pocket, you tell me at least money, you, you don't understand, Pastor. Money will do a very good job in calming me down. Until you have the money, they say, they say learning from you, your experience is not the best teacher. 
But learning from other people's experience is the best teacher. If you learn from your experience, you will write the exam before you learn the lesson. You will learn, ah, now I finally learned from my experience, but there's a baby there, out of wedlock. But if you had learned from other people who have got babies outside, then you learn from their experience. So sometimes it's foolishness to learn from your own experience. Wisdom is taking lessons from others and knowing that you can rest in the midst of the storm. What am I saying? When I read a story, I, I always share with you this story. When I read the story of a billionaire who committed suicide in Germany during the time of recession because he lost a half. No, actually, he did not even lose a half. He lost about 400 million, if I'm not mistaken. Google it. You'll find it. A billionaire who committed suicide. You will see that just by losing... 400 million, you, you are still a billionaire. A person commits suicide. Money will never give you rest. Whatever the word of God cannot give you, never expect to find it in anything else that is not God. Marriage will never give you rest if you are not rested in the word. Sausage will never give you rest. If you are not resting while you are eating chicken chunks, is it chunks? Are they called chicken chunks? Well, I don't know. When you are eating chunks, if you don't have rest while you are eating chunks, never lie to yourself that you have rest when you are now eating bacon and all these lovely things. Because rest is in your mind. It's not on the table. Because that same... Uh, they call it a pig. That same pig where they've taken bacon, maybe it's not resting, but you are trying to get bacon to give you rest from a pig that is not rested. <laughs> this is powerful. I, I liked this one. <laughs> well, I enjoy my word. It blesses me. It better bless you. All right. So let's do this. That was a quick recap on... on um, so, seize so that you come to my, to my rest. So, that's a call to rest. Imagine, you are saying, if I get married to so-and-so, I'll find rest. And that person is saying, if I also get married to so-and-so, I'll find rest. So, you've got two people who are restless trying to find rest from each other. Okay. So, a call or the call to reveal, that's where we are today. The call to reveal. What was he supposed to reveal? Number one, we said she was supposed to reveal the royal crown, okay, and her beauty. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. Sure. Is this my time? Goodness. Okay, are we there? Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, 
but that she should be holy and without blemish. Are you seeing this? Verse 27, that he might present. So all these things that the Christ is doing to the church, cleansing the church, washing the church with water, uh, with water by the word, forgiving the church, you know, loving you unconditionally, is so that he presents to himself. So when a king sends a word and say, you know, all the things that I've been doing, now I want you to present yourself to me. And then you say, I'm busy because I've got a feast to take care of. Now what I learned in this story is this, quickly. Everything and everyone in this story obeyed the king except Vashti. <laughs> All the officers, they came when they were called upon. Those who were asked to make the feast, they ran around and made sure that everything was in its place. The gold listened. The utensils listened. The wine listened. Everything listened except Vashti. All right. I want you to hold that. Let me take you to another story in the book of Jonah. Everything in the book of Jonah obeyed God except Jonah. All right. Go to Nineveh. He heads to Tashish. That's a person. God commands a fish to swallow him. The fish obeyed. And did according to the word of the Lord. <clears throat> the wind. He commanded the wind. The wind obeyed. Read it. Very interesting book. He commanded the tree to grow. The tree grew and gave Jonah shed. The tree obeyed. The worm. The worm obeyed and ate that tree according to the word of the Lord. But Jonah was the angry guy throughout the book. Not happy. He was the angry guy throughout the book. Anger is a choice. Anger, it's a choice. I'm not saying I don't get angry. I'm telling you that anger is a choice. When I get angry, it's because I have chosen to be angry. Anger is a choice. And remaining angry is a choice for fools. <laughs> because the Bible says, do not what let the sun go down in your anger. So being angry, you are not yet a fool. You're still fine. It's a choice. You just chosen to be angry. It's okay. But if you continue, if you choose to continue in your anger, it's no longer the other person's problem. It's your problem. Okay? Now, why was Vashti supposed to come to the king? It was to express the beauty of the king, not her beauty. Because remember, the beauty of Vashti it is beauty that was given to her by the king. Okay? She was supposed to, re 
reveal the beauty of one who belongs to the king. We talked about, you know, the king on display. Everything else was showing the beauty, the beauty, the beauty, the beauty. Now, finally, here is my queen, my choice. Right? I want you to see, this was supposed to be the, the pinnacle, the peak of the glory of the king. Now I want you to see my choice. One who is like me. Alright? One in covenant with me. Everything else obeyed. You will see that. It's going to be interesting as we go. Uh-oh. Okay. Except Vashti. So it was supposed to be an expression of the choice of the king. And also not only an expression of the choice of the king, but an expression of the work done by the king. Right? The work done by the king to make her the person that she now was. And the royal crown, it was supposed to speak of the authority bestowed. Look at the king who bestows authority on a person who once was not a person. Ephesians chapter 2 says what? Once we were not a people. We were without God. We were without hope but God. Alright? So the king is saying, come so that people see what happens when you stay with the king. He gives you a crown. He gives you authority. Come see the glory. And Fashti said no. Right? <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. We should never forget that everything that we are, we are because of the king. When we, come, when we become so big in our own minds to think we are something outside God, that is the beginning of our downfall. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. <clears throat> I love this verse. Can we repeat that? Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything <clears throat> as being from ourselves. To think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So we are not sufficient of ourselves, church. Vashti had grown to a point where she felt she was sufficient. And she thought of herself of, of herself of anything as being from herself. I'm just replacing words here. But it says, but our sufficiency is from the king. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. I want you to look at this. Very interesting. <clears throat> okay. It says... For who makes you differ from another? 
And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? I'll read from the Thompson. No, no, the Passion. For what makes a distinction between you and someone else? Vashti. And what do you have that grace has not given you? Vashti, what do you have to now say to the king, no? What do you have that grace has not given you? And if you received it as a gift, why do you boast as though there is something special about you? If, if you say you are a product of grace, if everything about you is a product of grace, why do you boast as if you did not receive it as a gift? And why do you boast as though there is something special about you that you got from you? This is why people refuse to reveal and to rest when they begin to think that what they have, they got it from themselves. What is it that you have that grace has not given you? You know, I used to say this all the time in my prayer, and uh, another lady just thought, well, the pastor has got this line that he always puts in there in his prayer. Um, what is it that we have that we did not receive from you? Until I opened the verse, and they said, you know what, I thought it was just you until I... I heard you now read the verse. What is it that you have that you did not receive from God? Tell me one thing. <clears throat> Write down in your book. One thing that you, you have that you did not receive from God. Because you yourself, you came from God. Do you know that you are, some of you, you are smarter than some of us. <clears throat> okay? Like, like brain, brain. You know, some of you are smarter than some of us. But you see, some of us, in our not being smart, our not being smart is revealing the smartness of the one who did not make us smart. You didn't get that. <coughs> that was power right there. Because when God gives Ria here, Level 100 smartness, right? Let's, let's put that. Intelligence, 100. And he gives then, let's say I'm on level 5. As far as, you know, the education system is concerned, I'm on level 5. My level 5 is revealing the glory of the God who did not give me level 5. <clears throat> you know how? Because not many of you were wise. But God, you see, so there's things that God does that a level 100 will not do, that I will do at level 5. If all of us, someone asked me, I was sharing the gospel with some guy uh, that I had taken to, you know, to some other farm on our way back, you know, I started sharing. And he says, you know, but pastor, yeah, you're sharing with me the gospel. Why is it we have got so many churches and everybody, everyone believes in Jesus? And then I says, you know what, my friend? Imagine if all women were the same, same height, same structure, same complexion, 
And all men were the same. How are you going to identify yours? And how are you going to identify yours? And this. Then I says, do you have a wife? says, yes. says, uh, just describe your wife. Describe the wife. says, but are there no other women that are not like your wife? He says, but are there women? He says, yeah, there are women. He says, all of them, they reveal the glory of God. All of them. I've answered you why we have many churches. All of us praying to the same God, believing in the same. Of course, there are others that are bits, you know. <clears throat> but anyway, it's for another day. Uh, but, <laughs> but we have many different denominations. But we have one church of Jesus Christ. We have women. We have men. Variety. I may choose, well, I prefer that one over that one. Just like I prefer this one, my wife here, over but by preferring her, I'm not saying all the others are ugly. No. And I'm not saying all the others are bad. No, they are not bad. But for me, it's this one that I want, okay? So don't worry. The way, the way you are, someone will love you. Have you ever seen people that you're like, ha, but this one also found someone. So, why, if you know that you were made by God, it doesn't matter how the world classifies 100 intelligence, zero intelligence, no. Or this is how the world class classifies beauty, no. What will only matter is one thing. The one who made me, made me to reveal, in my weakness, to reveal his beauty. Because everything about you is a revelation of the beauty of the king. Because you are the king on display. Okay? So what makes, for what makes a distinction between you and someone else, Vashti, and what do you have, Vashti, that grace has not given you? That crown, grace gave you. That party that you are hosting there, grace qualified you. Is that guy that you now say no to? Who gave you everything? And remember, it can be taken away by the one who gave it. Why do you boast as though there is something special about you? I always say, if grace does not make you humble, there is no challenge that will be able to make you humble. Poverty will never make a person humble. Grace does. Right. So, Vashti, the king wants you over here. Verse 12. Listen to verse 12. It says, But the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore, the king was very wroth and his anger burned within him. She refused. Say refused. Say refused. You have a right to refuse. But the right to refuse always has consequences. Okay? Don't be scared. I'm, pre I'm preaching good news. Grace of God. You don't like it. 
I preach it. Right. So, I'm writing just because there's a board. I have to fix myself here. You see, winter is a good... Uh, so, there is what? A call. And the call is a call to rest. And a call to reveal. All right? And the call has come to who? Vashti. Who received everything by grace. So Vashti represents a nation. And that nation is Israel. They were called to be a people not because they had done something special. No. They were called by God to be a people. Israel, you are my nation. I have chosen you. Because God wanted to reveal his goodness through the nation, Israel. And his plan and his purpose through Israel. Right? But what happened? Israel refused. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And a prophet is without honor in his own town. So the call was simple. Israel, now it is time for you to move from where you are working as the queen, as the one. Remember, read the whole, uh, Old Testament. God is talking to Israel as one who is married to Israel. Isaiah chapter number 5, Isaiah chapter number 2, I think Jeremiah chapter number 2. I chased after you in the wilderness. Right? God was married to Israel. Israel refused to reveal and to rest when Jesus came. So what happened? It opened the door for us who were not a people and now have become a people. But that door did not only open to us only. It's still open to Israel. All right? So our calling, we are called to, re to reveal, right? Judges chapter number 21, verse 25. Judges 21, verse 25. I want you to see this verse. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. So when Vashti said to the king, no, I'm not coming. You know what Vashti was saying to the king? I'm king. In those days, because every time when you see people doing what is right in their own eyes, not in the eyes of the king, 
not in the eyes of the Lord. Every time you do something that is right in your own eyes, it means at that particular time you have enthroned yourself and you have disregarded the king and you have made yourself king. Now, because kings, they determine what is good and what is not good. They're a law. Their words are laws that they speak. So it is not about what is right. I told you last week that there are a number of commentaries that say, well, she was probably justified because maybe the king wanted her to come naked. Or maybe the king was drunk. Or maybe this. Whatever the reasons were, all those reasons did not strip of the king of his authority and power. So Vashti, by refusing, she was simply saying, well, you do your stuff, I do my stuff, I am a king in my own territory. I've got a party to manage. Exactly what Israel has done and what religion, when I'm, I'm talking about Israel, I'm talking about religion. What religion has done Religion has rejected the new covenant. The fact that you were released to go and have your own party does not mean you cannot be recalled from that party to come and rest in the party of the king. Did you hear that? The same king who says you can go and have a party is the same king who said now come and sit down. If you say, I will not come and sit down because it feels good to run this show. All the attention is on me. It is me who is in charge. Remember, what you are supposed to reveal came from the crown that is already there. And the one who gave you is the one who can take that. The kingdom was taken from another and was given to another. It was taken from Saul and it was given to David. New covenant, old covenant, new covenant, okay? New covenant, old covenant, every logical person will go for the new covenant. Every fool will be stuck with the old covenant. I want to repeat. Where there is new, where there is old. I, I fail to understand. Okay. In mathematics, it's not difficult. We take away, we put, we take away, we put, we take away. Now, what you take away, it's already taken away. Right? One take away one is what? Old Testament, take away Old Testament. What do you have? Zero. You have no testament. But if you continue to see an Old Testament, when the Bible says it was taken away, there is now a new number, and a new number is now zero. And you still say, no, it is there, because it was there. One plus one equals to zero. No. 
minus. The devil is a lie. One minus one is equals to what? Now, if you say one minus one and you continue to say it's equals to one because there is a one here, you cannot say it is zero because there is, I see a one here, it's one. One. How can you say taken away? I can see it. So are you saying we need to remove the Bible, the Old Testament from the Bible? No, we are not removing the Old Testament from the Bible. We are saying, have a party. Now, move from the party so that we have zero party here for you. And you keep on saying, no, but why did you say you have to have a party in the first place? If you did not want me, why? Now, what I saw from this, I wrote here. Right. Every reason makes sense to the person giving it. But that does not make it right. Vashti, if you sit down with Vashti in a counseling room and says, why did you do that? She had 15 or 50 reasons. Why? Ah, because the king. Ah, why? Because me. Ah, why? Because me. But all your reasons, although they may be right in your own eyes, but it does not make it right. There is... There was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone reasoned and walked by reason. We don't walk by reason. We walk by looking at the star, by looking at the word, and by the voice of the king. So Vashti had reasons. Pastor Josh preached a couple of years ago, very powerful sermon, and in Shona he says, you remember that? In English, it is you and I, you and I, we can understand each other. But the issue is not really about you and I, it's about God. Me, I can understand you. But will God understand you the way I understand you? Okay. See, I've got all this in my spirit. I enjoy the word. Let the dead bury their dead. My father is dead. And Jesus says, leave him. Let the, the dead bury their dead. You follow me. But if you had told me, your pastor, I was going to say, it makes sense. Yeah, no, go and bury. Ah, my father is dead. Please, let me just go and bury. No, let the dead bury the dead. You and I, we can understand each other that surely it's my father that I have to bury. But will Jesus understand you? Your reasons, they make a lot of sense. Why you are not going to reveal? Everything makes sense. Why your righteousness is supposed to be seen and not you take up his righteousness? It makes sense. Why you need to work so hard to end? It makes sense. Why you should not show forth the glory of the Lord? It makes sense. Why all the time you talk about you, 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 and never about God, 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 God? You know, there are people, every time you sit down and talk to them, all they are telling you is them. Their qualification their family, they are these. No, there's no time where they talk about beam the light on God.
to reveal the glory of the king. It's about themselves. No wonder why they don't want to go to the king's party because they only want their crown to shine where it's the only crown. Right, I'm still there on my reasons. The man who wanted to bury his father, good reason, but not before the Lord. Martha and Mary. Martha, very good reason. Ah, Mary, don't you care? You see, Master, she's busy just listening to you. She's supposed to be helping out. Reason, very good. Come to the kitchen. After all, you're a girl. I'm training you for the future. This is how you treat the prophets when they come into the house. You cannot be lazy. Leave the word, come to the pots. Leave the word, come to the kitchen. Now, it made a lot of sense. But did it make a sense to the Lord? It didn't make sense to the Lord. When he came in, I think Martha was like, now Jesus is going to love me and say, this is a responsible lady. I didn't even know how to chase Mary away. But Jesus says, you know what? Mary has chosen a more excellent thing that will not be taken away from what did she choose? To rest with the king. When the other one was busy in the kitchen with the feast, someone chose to rest at the feet of the king. Something that will not be taken away from you. But all the things that Mary was doing, Martha was doing, it could be taken away. Are you hearing me? We are called to reveal the glory of the king. To reveal the righteousness of the king. We cannot continue in our own righteousness. How do you know that you are continuing in your own righteousness if you are not resting? Because remember, you can only reveal when you are rested. As long as you are not resting, you cannot reveal. Okay. You see, there are sofas that are sold. When you get in, you look at it. It looks leather. Sometimes the, 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 the guy who is, they call them what? The salesman. Who says, oh, this is leather, leather, leather. Please, don't try and convince us it is leather. Okay, buy it, keep it in your house. We will know. If it is leather, we'll know it is leather. Don't try leather, Baba, leather. Leather, leather. Leather. This one, 20 years. We'll come after five months. Want to see. Righteousness, that is your own righteousness. If we come after one week, because the day that you're posting, ah, Baba, these days I'm walking in the will of God, is because you are fasting. You know, or maybe there is no electricity at home, so you are not no distraction for TV, or you don't have airtime, uh, so you are not on Facebook and you know watching other stuff. Now, when everything is fine, we will see whether your boasting is in your righteousness or in his righteousness. But if you come to me today, tomorrow, the other day, you will find me boasting because my boasting is not in myself. I am saying. Ah, leather. Because I didn't make the leather. Who made the leather in the, in, the, in the garden? I boast in the Lord. 
women's leather. But if you walk around and say, ah, this one is leather, it will wither. Fig leaves will always wither. Cease from yours. Come and enjoy the Lord's. Don't give reasons. Ah, 15 reasons why I cannot rest in the Lord. Ah, pastor, you don't understand. I don't understand. I don't need to understand you. Oh, well, if I do happen to understand you, does God understand you? We are, we, what is killing us is we understand each other. And we forget that our job is not to understand each other. Our job is to have you be understood by the Lord. Okay. What happened, Alan? What happened to that guy who was in the party without the garment? You know why? He was taken out of the party because he was not revealing the glory of the king. He went, he went into the party just as Louis Vuitton. This Louis. <laughs> you think I'm lying? You see this? Louis Vuitton. No, I'm not talking about my jacket. <laughs> I'm talking about what the Louis Vuitton, this one. Brand, brand. The king was like, You leave what I have provided and put at the door for you. You don't want that. You want to bring your own. Because when people go for weddings, everybody is going. We men, we are under pressure to buy new dresses. For weddings, for this, this, I know that one. They now know it. They now know it. I went last time I was I had the <laughs> Then you, you, you get to that door and they say, ah no, we are only putting white garments on everyone. Like white garments. Then I'll be the same with everyone. I want to say I fast twice a week. I was thinking when I was coming over here that if you are in Grace Chapter Church. <laughs> it's very easy for you not to have time to pray. You know that. Because we never ask you. We oh, we rarely ask you. This is now a week of prayer and fasting. If, if that is what makes you pray, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. Here we, we, we do church you by the leading of your spirit. The spirit of God in you. If you say, ah, but ah, ever since... I was laughing when people started the corona prayers at the beginning of uh, the lockdown. Never be sent by circumstances to fast. Ooh, that's the last thing that you want in your life. Never. Refuse. The days the circumstances are upside down and you feel an age to fast, go and eat and be merry. If you want to fast, fast when you feel like fasting. Well, it's good for your health. Not for your spirit, for your health. What is good for your spirit is the word. <laughs> Say, at our church, we don't pray. We don't pray. We are praying. It's you. We don't pray. Say, <laughs> at our church, we don't pray. We are praying. Don't put us there. It's you who is not praying. Ah, we are never challenged to do this, this. We are doing. It's you. 
How come you want your Holy Ghost to work through us? Your Holy Ghost that you have in you, you want him to work in us to tell you what to do. Then you go away and you complain. They are telling us, these people are telling us to do this. Now we don't tell you. We say, Holy Ghost. Vashti, there is a rest for you. Come and reveal the crown, the glory, the beauty of the king. Don't refuse. Church, we have a righteousness that we need to reveal. His righteousness. There is a beauty that we need to reveal. His beauty. Not the beauty that you say, oh, yeah, I'm parked. This car that is parked outside. No, no, no. They must see the beauty first in here. Before you take them to the parking lot. You see how Jesus was revealing? Asleep on a pillow. In the midst of the storm. And they say, what manner of man is this? That even the wind, the storm, they obey him. Wrong question. The right one was supposed to be, what manner of man is this who sleeps during a storm? Not who calms the storm. Calming the storm is a lower level of faith. A higher level of faith is sleeping in the midst of the storm. And the Bible says, and Peter was asleep when he knew that the following day they were supposed to behead him. He was, not, he was not praying and fasting. He was not binding. He was asleep. The angel of the Lord had to say, hey, Peter, let's go out. The miracle was not the exiting. The miracle was in the sleeping. I don't pray that you take them out. I pray that you keep them. What do you, how do you feel when they chase you away from work? Do you, do you show the greater level of a miracle by, by resting and revealing the glory of the king? Wait, because a lot of us feel like, uh, you know, I only reveal when, when there's a promotion. Great testimony is I was at peace in the midst of the storm. <laughs> Not, I panicked. I, it was terrible. I panicked. I did not even know what to do. Then, same reaction, same reaction with an evil person, an unbeliever. But when you begin to sleep in the midst of a storm, you relax, you go outside, you celebrate the goodness of the Lord, you know, you don't put on sackcloth. That's why in the New Testament they said, no, 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 no more sackcloth when you're fasting. Clean yourself up. It's no longer outside stuff. Let it be of the heart, not of the outside. That's why I celebrate Pastor Gladys and Pastor Josh. 13 years believing God for a child. Now they're expecting, praise the Lord. I will, I will always give the testimony because God is good. But the miracle, the greater miracle is not in the child that is coming. No, the great miracle is in the revealing the rest when there is no child. That's where the miracle is. Why is the great miracle not in the child? 
Because you have a child yourself. And even unbelievers have children. <laughs> That's not where the great miracle is. The great miracle is resting. And trusting. And believing. And standing on the word of God. And not whoever. That's where the miracle is. The child who is going to come. It's a reflection. Of the miracle. In the rest. Can you go 13 years? Because one month without money confuses you. One month without money. Imagine 13 years without a child. If one, one week without money in your pocket, it shatters your mood, it shatters your vision, it shatters everything. My wife will tell you, me, I've got an attitude. My attitude does not change whether I've got money or I don't have money. I've just realized that money will find me there to find me happy. Money will find me rejoicing. Money will find me happy. I'll, money will never teach me anything. Teach you to be happy because you now have it. Money will find me knowing the right shops. Money will find me knowing the right places. Money will find me knowing the right suit. Money will find me knowing the right places. Money will find me with my peace. Money will find me with everything. I will be revealing the glory of the king. Not the other way. You see, when they relay, the person, like, ah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the terraces because uh, that guy is still running. The, the, moment, the moment is now, then uh, when he gets to the point where I'm supposed to collect the stick, that's when I will go to the stick. No. While they are running there, the guy is there. The stick, of, usually the stick never finds the person. It will find the person already in. You, you, you are looking forward. I, I've, I've got... I've got a race to run. I may not have the stick, but I'm prepared. I don't have everything that I need, but I'm prepared. I have to show. And you know, you know what we do here at home while we are watching? We say, he's ready. Are you seeing Bolt? Let them just give him. We will not just get surprised. Who is supposed to be there? Who is running the last lap? Who is running? Then, oh, he's coming from the terrace. No. We see him. He's already positioned to move. That's how we reveal. We reveal the glory of the king by looking ahead and looking at everything the king has given us. Church, we have a peace. The world needs to see that peace. We have a righteousness, not our own, but we have got a garment of righteousness that the world needs to see. And when the king said to us, you who are seated here, when the king said, quit and come into my rest, you raise your hand and says, I'll quit my fasting in order for me to get righteousness, my praying in order for me to get righteousness, my giving in order for me to get righteousness. I will quit, Lord. I'm coming into your rest. Now that I'm in your rest, my job is to reveal. By praying, I reveal. By giving, I reveal. By my confidence in the Lord, I reveal everything that the King has given because there is nothing that you have that you did not receive from the Lord.
cease. Come and rest. Amen. Cease. Come and rest. When you see people walking around, people have got issues. In their bodies, they've got issues. Their workplaces, they've got issues. But you know what? The promise was never that we are not going to face things. The promise was always keep them in there. I told you, after coronavirus, there will be another virus. And another one. And another one. And another one. People don't understand sometimes when I say certain things. I say to one guy, you know what? You cannot be praying for the devil to be less powerful and praying so that the devil will not be aggressive in what he wants to do. A lot of people say, ah, I know we want to pray so that, you know, this spirit of what? Gay, homosexuality, you know, they should not introduce it in our country. And this one says in our country, it's coming in your country. If it's not yet there, it's coming. It doesn't matter how you pray and how much you pray and how much you fast. I'm telling you, it will come. Because there is a system of this world that is supposed to run. The issue is not for them not to have. At one time we stayed with one at one point, uh, a relative of mine. He used to take my wife's uh, makeup. You see, my wife uses makeup. He also comes uses the same makeup. <laughs> what do you do? You love everybody. You go to church. I would make him sing. Yeah, come sing. People didn't, didn't like it. But I do it. Because we love people. Now already you are angry now. Stand. <laughs> yeah, Pastor, how can you? We're called to come and reveal the glory and the beauty of the Lord. So church, I trust that you were blessed by the ministry of the word. Come on, give God a big hand of praise. We're taking offering. When we are late, I usually take offering. You are the one. Oh, you've got verses. Okay. Ah, no, but I'll take. We're late. Uh, give me offering baskets. You keep your verses.